0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW, avoid or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
1: 18 plus. Today's episode is brought to you by Grinding Coffee Co., a black LGBTQ plus owned coffee business that donates a portion of every sale to charity. Coffee is imported from around the world and they pride themselves on great customer service for a small team. Use promo code PLP22 for 10% off your order. <laughs>
0: Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. I am just making sure Shannon is awake because even though it is Wednesday night and we've been home for two days now, i'm still I'm still feeling the effects of staying up for a ridiculous amount of hours this weekend. Shannon, how are you feeling?
1: I am finally, like not dead. I am okay. finally alive ish. That's um, good, yeah. It was rough, man. <laughs> Monday was hard. Stupid yeah. hard because I didn't get home until 2.30 in the morning, had to turn around and get back up at 6.30 to be at work at 8 after mm-hmm. being up for 45 hours.
0: <laughs> yeah, I felt really bad Monday when you know I got home at just a little after one o'clock in the morning and hopped in the shower. And I was like, oh, she's still got like 90 minutes left in her. And I like felt bad. And then I was then I fell asleep. So like it didn't really matter. Uh, Ouch. Like, no, it didn't like it didn't matter that I felt bad because like I still fell asleep. And like I felt then I woke up and I was like, you know, I work from home. It's not that bad. But Monday and Tuesday, this this time Tuesday really affected me, too. Like not as bad, but like I still didn't feel great. Like I was still I was still kind of like. I felt like I was like stuck in quicksand all day.
1: Yeah. I mean, I went to the gym yesterday and uh, I was just like, wow, all of this stuff is really heavy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like... You know, like my arms were shaking and I was like, mom, I was like, my arms were shaking because it's like everything still hurts. And she was like, you're being a baby. And I was like, no, Mom, stop it. So Frenchie, how many hours did you make it at home in the warmth? Um, How many hours Both? did I watch or how late did I stay up? I was trying to figure out how many hours I watched and I can't figure it out exactly. I know I watched the first four hours pretty much uninterrupted and then I took a little bit of a break and came back later on at night. I think I went to bed around 1.30 and then I got up pretty early in the morning and watched the end of the race. So, I don't know, I'd say I've watched a good
1: So definitely more than hours, Hickey, you definitely watched it a more than lot. Hickey did. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just in case, Hickey, you need a summary about the race, we're going to give it to you right now because you missed a good one and uh, maybe you'll watch next year. Yeah, so, guys, we're going to do a very short, not very short, a a shorter Rolex um, review here, especially talk about the IndyCar guys. And next week, we'll be back with IndyCar news now that we have some news starting to pile in here as the season. IndyCar season is now three weeks away, something like that. So. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully the next time we're in Florida, it's not forty degrees because Bro, that was painful.
1: It was. It was not even forty. It was twenty when I was out of that track at three a.m. It was twenty-two degrees outside, and I'm like, listen, this is extensive. I was and asleep. Ex- yeah, you were. I was not. That's fine. And
0: shout out That's to photographer friend Michael Wynn for keeping us company off and on throughout the weekend, and. He's a good photographer, so go go to his website, which will be in our show notes because I don't remember the website <laughs> now
1: that I brought up. Like enough. I don't even think I know it.
0: I I know he made it like yesterday or the day before because I saw him post about it. But you know, go go give my man Randy a follow on on social media, <laughs> Randy, there and give out his social media uh, handles if Hold you on. know those.
1: Hold on, I'll find them for you. Hold on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's getting some free publicity here.
1: He is at Photogwin, W-I-N-N, on his Twitter for his professional Twitter. And he's MichaelWinMedia.com.
0: Oh, I don't even think I follow his professional Twitter, so I have to go do that too.
1: I didn't know there was a professional Twitter until I just pulled up his other Twitter, so it's okay. Yeah,
0: <laughs> But I apparently I
1: follow both, so it's fine. I was already there.
0: All right. Well, on that note, I think the big thing to me that stood out from the race this year was talk about the race for a little bit here. The big thing that stood out to me was despite being a 24 hour race and every driver saying, eh, Patience, I got to, it's a long, long race. I don't think anybody was patient like from lap one to the end of the race. Like, there, w- I-, I specifically remember you know, comparing it to the other 24 I covered, which was 2020, where the overnight hours, there was like one caution at like five in the morning. Otherwise, it was pretty low key. There was like five or six cautions overnight. And I know I missed a few because it was in the two and a half, three hours where I was asleep. So and and drivers were coming in. Bourdais was frustrated with Kamui Kobayashi. There was some GTD was pro frustrated guys. with
1: him in like the first 10 laps.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was like the first interview. It was very early in the day.
1: Yeah, Kobayashi was I wasn't like, even tired I was just yet. driving. I don't know what anybody's problem is. <laughs> like, he's holy. the
0: man. Remember, he's the man. <laughs> Remember when uh, Bourdais had a problem with Sato too? I, I think Sato has a similar driving style to Kobayashi of just like no attack, no chance. All att- what is it? Said. Attack? Yeah, no attack, no chance. Yeah, so I, I think Bourdais doesn't really like that style of driving.
1: That's probably fair. I, yeah, I mean, which that's is fair. also weird because like that is his style of driving.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think those type of people can't be on track yeah, together. <laughs> okay,
1: All right. That's fair.
0: So I think patience went out the window essentially the entire race. Rossi said it Saturday night, which his interview in the media center was, I don't know, 930, 10 o'clock, 830, 9 o'clock ish. It was before pizza. That's how I that's how I'm judging what time in the night something <laughs> happened. When did Honda's pizza arrive?
1: What, so it's B P and A <laughs> P <AP? laughs>
0: <laughs> before pizza and after pizza, yes.
1: Uh it, he hadn't been like one of the last ones before they stopped doing the interviews because uh that ended at what eleven? And he didn't he only got in the car way late at night for the yeah. first time. So it had if, you were, out there.
0: I'm, if you were Alex Rossi and you're doing autograph signings at eleven a.m., you go to the grid for driver intros at twelve thirty, and then you don't get in the car first. I probably it had to be close to twelve hours until he got in the car. Are you uh, maybe ten hours? I think no, because it, it was after midnight.
1: Like, yeah, but so we didn't do Rossi. He, Rossi didn't come to do the interview until the until Sunday then
0: Rossi came sometime this weekend doesn't time days and times don't mean anything anymore either way he had to he had to relax for 12 hours which as a race car driver must be mind-numbingly frustrating to start off an enduro race by not doing anything
1: Sunday at 10 a.m. is when they interviewed Rossi
0: thank you I was was 12 hours off that was AP that's
1: because but he did get in the car at like probably 11 or midnight prior but they weren't bringing them in for interviews when they were finished so um because he only did those did he do three stunts
0: he didn't do that many Frenchie, does b-pillar have that information handy like how many total laps or anything like that yeah it has his total laps so he did he only did 50 laps what was like the other oh I'm sorry not 50 laps I I was
1: like that's not right he
0: did I was looking at a different column um he did 135 laps and in the DPI class, just to give an example, Pipo Durani did 317 laps. many laps did
1: Ricky Taylor do.
0: Ricky Taylor did plus, I bet. 244. I felt like Ricky Taylor was in there like the entire so day. So he
1: didn't do that much less. That's terrible grammar. He <laughs> didn't do Ricky Taylor drove only a little bit more. <laughs> Rossi did <laughs> For tw-
0: like ninety laps more. For a tw- yeah,
1: well a twenty-four. That's I need to know how many laps everybody drove.
0: Or it was a hundred and ten laps actually more. That but he that's did
1: still only like a road course race.
0: That's that's like a triple stint more though. So he was dead. He was in the car a little, a decent amount more, not a ton more, like I would have expected. I just...
1: really thought he was in the car a lot more. Will must have been in quite some time too. Then. How much?
0: What? Yeah. What about yeah, Will Stevens? I can Stevens? pull that up too. Will Stevens did one hundred and fifty-nine laps, uh, even more than Rossi as well. Albuquerque, two twenty-three. So Rossi was in the car the least. Okay, that I could expect.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And it makes sense that their full-time guys are the ones who are putting the most laps in it too.
0: All right, so Shannon. It was your first
1: Michael.
0: your first Rolex in person covering. So what did you think of the race, the experience, the lack of sleep, everything from from your standpoint? As George Butts would say, as a newbie.
1: As a newbie, as a rookie. I was um, shocked to see the amount of fans that were there throughout the night. Cause like when I was up at yeah. when I went out at three to do that TikTok, um, garage was like so busy and i was like it's cold like it is i mean i had on a long sleeve shirt a hoodie oh a heated vest that i turned on and a coat and gloves and a hat and i was still frozen so like and i had a media center to go to these people don't have there was no place for them to go that's one thing i would be like i wouldn't do again If I was a fan, uh, if you're not going to have like a heated tent or something for people to hang out at when it's going to be 20 degrees in the middle of the night, right. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they should have had something.
0: Were they being kept warm by alcohol? It's possible.
1: Uh, no. Well, if they brought it, but the concession stands closed in the middle of the night. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know that answer, but anyway, um, I would have loved it more if it wasn't so cold. Um, the grid was a lot of fun with all of those people out there I think that the fan experience is a little weird if you sit in the stands because there's no video boards facing the stands so you can't watch the race the video boards
0: face the infield
1: they face the infield so you have to be in the infield and you can't be in the stands which feels weird also but you know it was fun. Uh, I look forward to doing it again. Just hope that it's a lot warmer next time.
0: You brought home a Rolex, right? Because it's your first one. So they give that you is, one too. Yeah. No?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Alanis nice. King and I, we brought I'm home I'm looking forward
0: to King going King. to get mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next next year, Frenchie's going to come with us and Michael Wynn is welcome to come again. And we're going to break off into teams of two so that two of us can like warm up and like get some like actual sleep and not sleep on like media center chairs so that we can be humans after the race. I can't sleep anywhere but a bed. So I'm like really not good at it. So yeah, I would have to figure it out. I honestly
1: felt human. There was like 30 minutes where I was like, mm, I don't know. I might die today. <laughs> <laughs> but like once we got going again in the morning and after like we had a breakfast or whatever. I um, mean, the seven monsters that we drank.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, let, let's just give everybody a quick recap before we like actually talk about the race. We going in going into the track on Saturday morning. We stopped at uh, a Wawa and bought seven cans of Monster and a whole different, a bunch of assortment of snacks. Finished some of them. Had some snacks. I had a couple cups of coffee. At around eleven thirty, I decided. I'm tired. I'm going to go out to the car to try to sleep. Naturally, I take the tram, which takes eight years to get out to the car. And by the time I get out of the car, I'm not tired anymore. So I like lay there for a half hour in the car. I'm like, damn, I'm not tired. So I go to Wawa and I buy three more monsters, whatever snacks that empty Wawa had left, which was like a bag of candy and two bags of chips. It was
1: a bag of watermelon Sour Patch Kids (laughs) and two bags of off-brand. Yeah, those are good. Off brand baked lace.
0: (laughs) No, they were regular baked lace. They weren't off brand. They were not lace. That that sounds like a pretty good snack. No, they they weren't. I guarantee you they were.
1: I'm going to find a picture. Hold on.
0: Okay. Well, while while Shannon is looking to be wrong, we'll keep going. (laughs) That was, I just got the death stare. (laughs) You know, so there was a significant amount of caffeine consumed to the point where I looked at my Apple Watch. Heart rate tracker and my heart rate was a, oh no, my heart rate was like around a hundred beats a minute, which is about 25 higher than my average heart rate. So, were veins popping out of your forehead like just your blood pressure <laughs> through the roof?
1: Here's the problem I had like six of them and mine was normal.
0: Yeah, <laughs> wow, your blood is part it caffeine, must be.
1: yeah, I think well, I am
0: Frenchy. I know you have the cool B B pillar stats up, so what were some things that stood out looking at the stats to looking at the uh, yeah at the data to you? Do you guys want to go by class and talk about it each one maybe a little bit yeah, just just real quick we don't have to spend too much time on it, but yeah any anything that stands out to you. I guess I'd say it's it's pretty interesting, um, and shout out to Alex Pillow, who actually had the fastest lap in the DPI category, um, just slightly, over um, some really good guys who are obviously in those cars regularly, but Earl Bamber was kind of the most consistent with the fastest average lap.
1: Sir, um, they were hers, H-E-R-R apostrophe S. They were not Lay's. You're okay. welcome.
0: But that, that's not off-brand. That's a big brand.
1: I said off-brand Lay's.
0: Oh, uh, that's so snobby. Yeah, How are your chips?
1: <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> hers are good.
0: Yeah. Do they have hers in Indiana? I assume they do. They're Pennsylvania, aren't they? Or is that that's, Uts That's Pennsylvania. Oh, I think
1: we have Uts in Indiana.
0: Okay, I don't. Yeah. They might both. Anyway, be. back to data. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's that's kind of what stood out to me in the DPI category, and then another IndyCar guy, Renus VK, had the fastest lap. Or fastest average lap in uh, LMP2, okay. but go Colton Herta and Pata. They were both very consistent, uh, and and Devlin. Yeah, that was an amazing combination in that car. Hold on, before before we go to LMP3, the I thought we were just gonna skip LMP3. Yeah, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. Might as well. The incident or whatever you want to call it, where the other car, I freak, I honestly was so tired I don't even remember who it was, and Herta Herta made the pass. Oh, Louis, Louis Delatraz. Louis Delatraz. Thank you. I was so tired at that point. I didn't know who it was. Some people were calling for a penalty on Herda. I don't think Herta did anything wrong. I think to me it looked like Delatraz just overshot the breaking zone and missed the corner. I don't even think they made contact.
1: I don't think so because Colton even said I didn't hit him.
0: Yeah. So I don't know why people were all up in a fluff about that, but I didn't, didn't see the, the big deal there. Teletrazz even came out on Twitter afterwards and congratulated Colton and said, I would have done the same thing if I was in your position, but that he was obviously kind of pissed off to lose the win, but as anyone would be. I'd be more worried if he wasn't pissed off that he lost the win. Okay. LMP3. LMP3. So the fastest guy in LMP3 was Philippe Fraga in the Riley Motorsports car. Okay. That's good. And... Um, I don't know what else to say more than that. Yeah, Ja Barbosa was really good as usual. Um, so were Gabby Chavez and Rasmus Lynn. They were pretty consistent. Uh, and what did, what did you guys think about that battle in uh, GTD between uh, the two Porsches? The GTD Pro. That was like the highlight that was of the, the race. Be- that was yeah. that was some of the best IMSA racing I've seen in a long time. That was so good.
1: See, I didn't get to see it live because I was standing on pit wall trying to get content. And I could hear everybody going, oh, no. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Wayne Taylor and it's Myra Shank. Oh, God, they wrecked, right? And like, <laughs> then they come back by and so it wasn't them. I'm like, why is everybody yelling? So I didn't see it until like an hour later.
0: Yeah, they were bumping. I mean, Vantor just kept kind of bumping into the back of, uh, who was that at the end? Matthew Jaminet was yeah. driving. Yeah, and, and then it really got uh, intense towards the end of the race i think it was intense but i don't think either driver was dirty or did anything like out of line i think they were both you know they were both pushing the limits of what they could get out of the car without getting penalized so i i'm glad imsa didn't step in and they warned vantor i think is what i remember hearing on the broadcast is they said don't bump again okay or or we're going to penalize you, but basically they they let them race obviously, which we want to see. Yeah, I didn't have race control on my radio at that point. In the end, I was I had the Wayne Taylor, or did I have the Shank radio on? You had
1: Shank because I had, had, the, cause I had yeah, Wayne yeah, Taylor.
0: Yeah. Anyway, if, if you if you really want to hear something funny, I can't say it on the air, but Wayne Taylor radio. <laughs> That's such a tease. Yeah. Well, you you're can.
1: Have... You can. You just have to.
0: No. No. If you, if you want to listen to it, become a member of Team Pitlane, and I'll tell you what they said. But the Wayne Taylor Radio said some really interesting comments about the final driver for Shank Racing in the race.
1: Step into the world of power, loyalty,
0: Hey there, my name is Michael Amanato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground
1: and has you covered.
0: Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula 1 and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix Make of that what you will, my oh, friend. Interesting. I definitely yes. want to know. You can know later. Anyway, so yeah, it was a good battle. The I'm happy for Faf Motorsports to come away with the win. And. Any guesses for who was slowest in GTD Pro? Definitely Cooper McNeil. Oh, you nailed it. How did you know? Uh, Probably because he's a bum. Wow. Yeah. So anyway. Is there
1: a backstory um, to that that I don't understand?
0: He's the son of the guy who owns WeatherTech. Okay. So obviously WeatherTech is the main sponsor of IMSA and both the cars that Cooper was in. He gets a lot of preferential treatment, and he's not a good person. Yeah, that's a very good way of putting it. It's like it. multi, multi, multi-millionaire, if not billionaire. And that part's okay, but he's... he's, Yeah, yeah. he's He's gotten some team orders to benefit him, and... I just think, you know, that's probably because of who he is or who his dad is. And it just kinda, it's just kind of it's kind of depressed. It's kind of deflating. Well, he was in both a Mercedes and a Porsche, like in, on both cars so that he had the best chance to get a Rolex and still didn't get it. <laughs> so maybe next year he'll be in three cars or four. Who knows? Just to get a Rolex, he's going he to have
1: two different cars at the 24. Yep. You could yep. do that it,
0: in the same yeah. category. Yeah. Ben Keating also did that but Ben Keating's a nice dude but no but he did it in DPI and LMP2 which he's done before all right regular GTD Um, there are so many drivers on this page that it's really hard to see but it looks like the fastest guy in GTD was Nicholas Nielsen in the AF course of Ferrari Ferraris were really good this weekend yeah they were and i wasn't necessarily expecting no. that because sometimes they get destroyed by b they b- were definitely sandbagging in in the roar because they were they were like two seconds a lap quicker during the race yeah can we actually go back and talk about how slow both the corvettes and the bmw ray hall cars they had were a
1: rough weekend
0: the corvettes were both terrible of those teams yeah, yeah. And you don't expect that with that driver lineup, especially, I mean, they've been so good. No,
1: I, there's some... I mean, they had some technical issues, obviously, but, like, something major for all of that to go wrong
0: with teams. I think the, all, the, the good thing yeah. is... I, I don't know if this is a good thing, but they were so bad. IMSA has a pretty good baseline now to BOP them to be more competitive. Not saying I now support BOP, but at least... Like, there is some hope, but, I mean, the Corvettes had a lot of technical issues, which isn't, like, super surprising. I know that tends to happen with them, but the BMWs were, like, I mean, they were, like, tanks and not just, like, images. Like, they were, like, actual tanks on top. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Anything else in the regular, in the GTD not pro? (laughs) Um. I just think overall, like the guys from the IndyCar paddock and even the Indy Lights or Road to Indy paddock were they really impressed. Like I'm looking mm-hmm. at all the categories and I think Shannon has said this on social media and gotten a lot of response that they really represented well. And I think you can see how much the talent is because they go and they get in another car where they're driving with teammates and you can compare more directly, right? Because they're sharing the car and they're some of the fastest guys out yeah, there.
1: Yeah, man, we brought home five Rolexes. I yeah, mean, 12, 12
0: drivers, five Rolexes. Right, that's pretty damn that's good. that's
1: pretty damn good.
0: And the Ganassi cars weren't even... I mean, they had problems. Uh, they did. So if they had been successful, that probably would have been even more for the IndyCar yeah. paddock.
1: They, I mean, it is impressive, right? Like, it's impressive to go into a field of 61 cars, which is what, like 8,000 drivers, <laughs> 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 you know, and be one of the... One of the top, you know, in the top to bring home the wins. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just impressive. They're just talented people. That's all there is to it.
0: Yeah. Even the the road to indie guys, I'm looking at this and you see, and they were some of the most competitive guys in their categories as well. So even the guys who maybe won't necessarily make it up to IndyCar, just are on the road to Indy. Those are guys that sports car teams should be yeah. looking at. So this is slightly off the IndyCar topic here, but something I saw on Facebook today the number two KCMG Porsche in GTD Pro, Frenchie, Who are the drivers in that? That's Vancor's okay, car. car. It's for sale. Oh, for how much? Four hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. You got some, you got some change? Uh, no, but let's start a GoFundMe. Yeah. So I don't like. I don't I don't know that team very well, but they're a Chinese team. This was their first race, I think, in IMSA. I- that's maybe maybe they them. they don't want to keep racing, but they replaced the floors, a new nose, checked over everything, put a new en- a new engine and trans oh, not a new engine and transmission, but engine transmission from the race have been checked, and now they're like yeah we did one race we're good we're just gonna sell the car it's kind of I don't know feels kind of weird I don't really know like what to think of it but like it was like one of the first things I saw on Facebook this morning was the the car is for sale. That is interesting.
1: It also feels weird that you can buy a whole ass race car on Facebook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Facebook Marketplace race cars section.
1: I mean, like a legit. I raced in the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona, and then I'm gonna go sell this on Facebook Marketplace. I feel
0: like it's like eBay in, in cryptocurrency. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh boy. Well, back to the indie Car guys. Yeah, everybody impressed. Even, you know, Jimmy Johnson, who wasn't necessarily the quickest driver, Frenchie said to us before, he was very consistent throughout his stint, had a little bit of an issue with uh, one of the GT cars. I don't really know what happened, if it was his fault or the GT car's fault, Um, you know, but, you know, not much you can do there. But, I mean, all in all, I think all of them were very impressive. Do you have our picks yeah, from that's what I was gonna the ask. preview episode? You know, I didn't write them down. So. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Never mind, Then I was going to say we should go through those and see how yeah, we did. No, we're not going to be able to. Do... I mean, we could. I would just have to re-listen to last week's episode first. <laughs> I know I lost because I picked Ganassi for the DPI yes, so category. I. I know Shannon got the GTT bro right because she picked the nine car right i did, did who, who did you pick for dpi shannon did you she pick picked, the wayne yeah, taylor car? Wayne shannon.
1: Taylor. yeah um
0: i don't think any of so does that mean elliot does that mean that george picked meyer shank potentially no
1: I george, no i think
0: none of us picked meyer shank oh no he picked the the he picked the zero no, one car he picked, for o- Ganassi, he picked right? the o2 i picked the o1 no i thought i picked o2 that means he picked the number five car yeah, it doesn't matter. None of us picked the sixty. I know that. <laughs> yeah, none of us did, unfortunately. Uh,
1: none of us did. Wait, were there only four of us on last week?
0: Yes, there were. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. And none one of, us of us definitely did Shank. pick. Correct. I mean, yeah. Meyer Shank was was strategy calls were not good in IMSA last year, so that's why we likely avoided them. I think Shannon nailed LMP two as well. Didn't you pick the Colton yep. and Pato car? Yeah, sure right. did. I didn't. And LMP3, I picked, I
1: didn't I...
0: The 74 Riley in LMP3? No, I think she had the... It Was there a 54 in LMP3?
1: Tell me who's the driver. Yeah, but I thought that's who I tell picked. Tell me who the drivers are of that car.
0: Um, in LMP3, it is... Oh, they're not the ones that won. i just seeing that's the one who has the fastest lap. It was obviously Andretti who won. No, Andretti did not win. Oh. Oh, they qualified.
1: They did qualify. Wrong,
0: <laughs> wrong one. Uh, the 74 did win because it was Gar Robinson, Felipe Fraga, Kay Van Burlow, and Michael Cooper.
1: Definitely didn't pick that car.
0: Okay. But, but you won three of the categories.
1: Not bad for our newbie. <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel bad. I did not pay attention to LMP3, so I just got wrong who I, won. I didn't even yeah sorry lmp3 (laughs) i kind of skipped over that during the whole race all right can i just say that the peacock coverage was amazing okay good to know Like watching it from home like just being able to have no commercials and when you i mean the sound obviously like the announcer's voices would go off when they went to commercial but you could just watch the race and obviously the graphics disappeared during that time too but you could just watch the track and see what was going on and have like timing and scoring up and so I thought that was awesome. I had
1: it on my laptop in the media center. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Because I wanted to hear the commentary too. Because. Um, yes.
0: It was really good the, this year.
1: The feed in the media center was different than that. I don't know. I don't even...
0: Was it IMSA radio feed? I don't to be know. honest, I have no idea.
1: Were there people talking on that feed? Yeah, there were. There were?
0: Yeah, there definitely was. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> As exactly. you can tell we're we're still like sorta of delirious.
1: I mean, yeah, I yeah.
0: It's I slept later this morning than I and then I have most weekday mornings in a very long time still. I so. mean like
1: honest to God, like bless whoever sent twenty inches of snow to Indiana today because I am off work well, working from home, um today through Friday. So like the thought of not having to get up and do things was glorious.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, any any other Rolex thoughts from either of you guys? It was definitely a good race. Albeit cold. So hopefully next year it's like even just like fifteen degrees warmer. I'm not asking for too much.
1: At least Sunday wasn't so bad, like during the day. Once once the sun came up.
0: The last two hours of the race weren't too bad. No. Hey, but at least it didn't rain. That would have made it worse, right? I would
1: have not been outside.
0: Nope, not a chance.
1: I mean, I'm dedicated, but I'm not that dedicated. Yeah. (laughs) I
0: don't want to see the fans all get rained on and everything in the infield. You don't like to see that. So it's nice that it didn't rain, at least, even though it was cold. I hope you enjoyed all the content we put out on the podcast feed and social media feeds throughout the weekend. The last bit of podcast content was the Meyer Shank Racing post-race interview that came out yesterday and enjoy that I hope you enjoyed everything we did plenty of more IMSA stuff this year and obviously IndyCar right around the corner we're gonna make Hickey work next week and talk IndyCar news he's gotten two weeks off in a row and that's that's like way too many for for him to have off so uh, but check out the YouTube thing he, he put out with Mr. Lighting where I think they talk football a lot but they also talk some racing so make sure to give that a view The link's on the social medias. Everybody, have a lovely weekend of racing. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky
1: just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.